Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Hunter Hastings. How are you, Hunter? I'm terrific. Good to see you. Good to see you again as well. How's uh, everything where you are right now? You're in California, right? I'm in San Diego, the uh, southern part of California. And other than uh, the COVID shutdowns and so on, everything is perfect here. The weather's always perfect. The ocean oh. is beautiful. The beaches are nice. And we're, we're happy here. And actually, San Diego County is one of the least restricted because our our caseload or whatever they call it is is pretty good. So we're happy down here. Oh, that's good. But you know what? Um, the weather there is is amazing. Yeah, living in California, we call it the weather tax. You know, we look at the expense of living in California and the onerous conditions <laughs> weather of the tax. taxation. But every day you get up and it's beautiful. So we pay the weather tax. Amazing, amazing tax. I love that tax. Um, <laughs> so tell us more about what you do. Um, we'll love to learn more. Good, good. Well, I am uh, associated with a group called the Mises Institute, which is an economics think tank, if you like. There's a special brand of economics. We call it Austrian economics. And I'll explain some of that perhaps as we go through our conversation. And I'm helping the team work on a project we call Economics for Business. So how do you translate this deep and wonderful and really powerful understanding of economics into something that's genuinely useful for, for business. And we think primarily about entrepreneurial business because the power of Austrian economics is what we call the entrepreneurial market. Entrepreneurs drive the system. Mm -hmm. uh, we depend on entrepreneurs for innovation and for making people's lives better through service. And so that's what we study. And we're trying to create uh, an alternative to business school, if you like, where the, the use of economics is to help entrepreneurs do great business and serve customers in a better way. So that's my project right now. More targeted towards entrepreneurs. Yes, an entrepreneur is a role. So it could be an individual, it could be a team, mm -hmm. it could be a small business. But entrepreneurship can happen in, in big business too. The problem yeah. with big business is it gets overloaded by bureaucracy and rules and, and innovation gets stifled sometimes. They find it hard to change. So it's entrepreneurship in general, but we love small and medium-sized and growing and entrepreneurial businesses. That's the focus. So can you give an example of how you could help uh, entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneur, right? Anyone that's in business or looking to get in business, how could this help them? Well, I'll give you a couple of examples yeah. that translate economics. So there's this concept called customer sovereignty. The customer is the boss. Mm -hmm. The customer decides what's produced in the economy and the entrepreneur follows the customer's orders. And so how do you build an organization where the customer decides what the company looks like? And you do that by working everything backwards from the customer. You, you think of the okay. customer's decision all the time. And then you think of the, the exchange and the interface. How do they feel about that? Then you think about building up your network so that you're bringing everything of value to the customer. So it really rethinks organization. And that's happening now in the, in the world. You don't need a big building and you don't need a big... Uh, employee list, you can connect to everything you need. You can connect to the computing power you need. You can connect to uh, 
suppliers on on Fiverr or on Upwork. You can yeah. connect to China and a supply chain that's put together by Alibaba or Amazon. So you think differently about organization because you're focused on bringing value to the customer, not building a firm, building an organization, building assets. But the second piece is that assets are useful, obviously. Assets and resources are what helps you serve the customer. And we provide a kind of analytics that says the value of your firm is the revenue stream that you're getting from your customers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're serving customers. They're buying what you're selling. You're getting a revenue stream. That is what the value of your firm is. How are you generating that? Well, you want some assets that are unique. What is the what is the uniqueness that you that can be knowledge, it can be skills, it can be creativity, it could be a kind of service, it's speed, it could be convenience. And there are some assets that are not unique. So anybody can download computing from from AWS. And so you you combine those assets in a way that uh, you don't have to own everything, but you do need to own the things that are unique and those to the revenue flow. And you're constantly changing that, constantly combining those assets, they say. So um, the third piece of Austrian economics is useful is that this idea of dynamic efficiency. It's never static. You're always changing. You've always got to change your value proposition because the customers change. You've always got to change your asset combination because the customers change. So you're writing new code or you're, you're, you're providing new products or you're, you're designing new services, but constant, constant, constant movement. And that's really hard often for entrepreneurs to get into their heads because they, they set up their business and that's their business and they find a business model that's successful and great, I've done that. Well, you haven't done that because you've constantly got to change. So that's the, that's the third piece perhaps that we can help people with. Those are some so examples. So there's an example, but there's basically is, is cons- consultation for businesses. Yes. What we're trying to do is build a resource center for business. So that's got resource that's center. Got, okay. Yeah, it's got three parts. One is knowledge. Mm-hmm. So what is useful mm-hmm. to entrepreneurs now? Knowledge that they have, how to do things, and and yes. how to how to combine their assets, as we've been talking about. So a lot of knowledge, like content in form of videos and articles and posts and and that kind of thing. Uh, the second is tools. So we've got a number of tools that we can provide. Some are checklists, some are process maps, but some are digital. So you could say, um, how how dynamic is your business based on this this model that we have? And you put in this put in this data, and I'll give you a score, and I'll tell you where you uh, you want to improve. So tools can be physical or, or digital. And then the third part is community. And this is not unique, but we think we can build up a really good community of, of entrepreneurs and small business owners on this basis, how to share knowledge and experience. So an example I always use is, I've got this, this idea, I've got this technology, I need a patent attorney. I have no mm-hmm. idea how to find a patent attorney. Here's the specific field, I put it into the community Q&A and somebody puts up their hand, hey, I had that same problem, couple of years ago. Here's who I used. They were very successful. Uh, try them. Maybe you get 10 people responding. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a convergence of data where you get three or four recommending the same, the same one. And you, know, you, you, 
make that connection to that patent attorney. Or it could be a mentorship. What yeah, if I, yeah. you know, I've never been in this situation before? My business is growing. I've got more employees than I expected. I don't know how to manage everybody properly. Um, who can help me? We're going to try and build up a network of mentors where you can reserve time with uh, someone who has been in that situation before and, and can help. I give you one of our examples on my podcast. One of my good friends, Bob Luddy, he built up a, a business over 40 years in what we call the restaurant ventilation and fire suppression business. That sounds really boring, but he's built a $500 million business with a thousand employees. He's a clear leader in his category. He's using technology all the time. He's using economics to lower his prices while improving his quality of service. And, and Bob's at the stage now where he's willing to uh, be a mentor and, and help younger people who are getting into those kinds of situations. So those are our three elements, content, tools, and people, mentorship. So, so can an entrepreneur or someone um, post their services there or no, it's just like a forum or is it like Upwork, you know, like? No, that's the, so that's the fourth uh, element. We're going to have a service exchange where any of our entrepreneurs can have their own page and their own profile. And if, if you're a lawyer and you want to sell some legal services to one of the other entrepreneurs, and maybe the other entrepreneur is in marketing, maybe you can exchange. And that might be, it might be financial. It might be yeah. a barter exchange of services. So, yeah, we want our community to help community each other. Base. That's the whole point. Yeah. Like a network. Absolutely. A network but a network of service where you're not just talking to each other, you're helping each other. Helping each other. And is, yeah. there, is there a website? Well, we're just building it right now. You can- Oh, good. Yes, they can visit econforbusiness.com. That's C-C-O-N, the number four, business.com. The site is, it's up from a technology standpoint, but we haven't fully loaded the content. But if they go to that, that URL, they'll get an invitation to join the beta group. And uh, we'll launch the beta groups shortly. We're, we're looking for people who can help. And we'll launch it uh, fully in the first quarter of 2021. But we want entrepreneurs to join us and help us and tell us what's most useful and tell us what, what they would like to have and, and where we can provide the best services. So, yeah, we invite people. That's awesome. And I know you, you have a podcast, uh, um, um, quite a popular one. So can you talk more about the podcast? Yeah, it's part of our, our overall umbrella of economics for business. We call the podcast Economics for Entrepreneurs because we're, we're really focused on, on them. And following our methodology, we alternate one week with professors or business school instructors or you know people who are working on the, the, the theories and the processes. And then the next week, practicing entrepreneurs who have real experience in business at all levels. They've started, they're in the middle growth period, they're in the mature period, they're in tech, they're in retail, they're in service. So we alternate those and we try to build what we call a bridge between the, the economics, which is, which is uh, you know, theory and, and uh, analysis, and the actual practicing entrepreneur and then every week there's a, a tool or a graphic or an info uh, graphic that we can provide people. And we're building up a library of these tools that, that entrepreneurs can rule, can uh, use. So that's every week. And it's hosted at our 
Mies.org site. You can find it there. It's on the Apple podcast. It's on all of the platforms. It's been around for how long? Uh, we're just doing episode number 90. So oh, one a cool. week, one a week. Uh, that's, so that's great. That's what I'm doing. One a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hard work, isn't it? Shahid? It's hard work. Yeah. And it's, you know, people say like, you know, you got to do two or three. I go like, if I did just this full time, then I could, that's possible. Right. But the, the point is that even one a week, it becomes um, time consuming. Uh, especially when we have everybody in place, but it's just back and forth, checking everything and making sure everything's proper. But yeah, definitely more is better, obviously, right? <laughs> well, it builds up over time. I think that's yeah. uh, that's another way that we try to help entrepreneurs is think of the time dimension. So if if you keep working and adding and learning and yeah. doing and becoming more and more differentiated, time yes. is your friend. Time time is a, a resource in in economics. So um, how long have you been running your podcast, Shahid? I started when the pandemic happened, so around May after. Yeah, and, yeah around May when I started. Yeah. And then I wasn't regular, and then, you know, now I'm getting more involved um, after shuffling things around, and now I'm doing it more regular and, um, you know, getting onto the onto the train of, of consistency. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and were you always um, – in business, or were you? Did you did you, did you do anything else before um, in your career? Well, I'm an old guy, Shahid. I'm I'm older than you, so I've been around a long time. Uh, I my degree is in economics, but my mm-hmm. professional track was marketing. So oh, I was in I was in corporate marketing with with Procter and Gamble, which back in my day was quite well respected as yeah. a marketing company. We we built brands, we built premium brands, and wow. It was actually very much the way I described, which is the customer was the boss. My boss was mom. I, I was working on Tide, which is a detergent, and mm-hmm. my boss was mom, and my job was to understand what mom wanted. And what mom wanted was to feel like she was a good mom. That mm-hmm. was the, mm-hmm. uh, the emotional benefit, if you like. So I learned about that process, and then I, I got into the beer business, and then eventually- Drinking I, or- both. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got to understand your product. And your <laughs> you have to be the product of a product, right? <laughs> That's great. Um, so, and then, sorry, go ahead. Well, then I started a, uh, a consultancy to help other companies with, with marketing. And then eventually I did what you do in the digital age, which you turn that consultancy into software. So I was a CEO of a Silicon Valley company that, that was trying to automate, digitize marketing. And uh, so I did that for a while, but then I discovered something interesting, which is that we could build that software, but it was really hard to sell it. So then we we combined the two ideas. We had a consulting company that also also produced marketing software. And that's what I did for the last 20 years or so. And then when I sold that company, I became a venture capitalist, a small seed stage uh, venture capital group that helps startups at the very beginning. It's it's a very interesting phase. So you get to work with lots and lots and lots of CEOs trying to get their business started. That's 
That's amazing. And it's funny that you said that because we do have a startup as well. So maybe offline, we'll talk about it. Yeah, good, good. I'd be happy yeah. to. And I wanted to ask um, in our, in our, in my, what I, what I do for our mastermind uh, in our, in our six month program, we teach people to do more of what they know. So basically as we get older, we start, we know so much, there's so much knowledge available to us on our fingertips, right? But we tend to know so much, but we do little. It's mm-hmm. not comparable. So for your site that you have for the knowledge section, would it be a good idea? Just a suggestion. I'm just, just speaking like an idea, but would it be a good idea to have, or if you do have it already, to have certain aspects of it where they could actually do certain things like say, okay, you have this knowledge. Here's an exercise. I want to make sure you have done it and just rate yourself. Oh, you got eight out of 10. You, you know what to do now. Go Go and do it. Is there is there a way to kind of put in some kind of an animation in there or some kind of a engagement component? Yes, that, that's a great insight, Shahid. You're exactly right. So the way that we believe that entrepreneurship works is that you act first, you do things, and then you learn from that. You don't try to think your way into doing the right <laughs> thing. You act your way into thinking properly. And so, yeah, we stress action. Um in fact, there's a little formula that we have called BAR. So before action, you've got certain beliefs, right? I believe that the market needs this product. I believe that consumers okay. will be happy this way. So it's a belief. It's yours. Um, in a sense, it's based on your own unique knowledge. So you're right to stress knowledge. So then what you do is act. So go start a company. Go run a test. Yeah. Go do something. And then the R part in BAR is results. You get feedback from the marketplace and you adjust. Hey, I was right. Hey, I was wrong. I can tweak it this way. So yeah, you you're you're really insightful about that, Shahid. It's action, action, action. In fact, uh, the most famous book in the Austrian Economics Library is called Human Action. That's what economics is. It's humans mm. acting. Right. So a lot of market analysis and and industry structure and you know you you talk about the addressable market and all of those kinds of things and lean startup and all of those books. It's action that counts, not analysis. So do something, read the results, and then adjust. So it's a very action-oriented program. Yeah. So you, yeah, we're going to have some um, either quizzes. You know, I did this, this, yeah. and this, or you know, what progress have I made in my action? And as you say, you mm-hmm. can scale that and you can start to build it up. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Are you going to have a like a mobile application to it as well? Well, it's on a website right now because it's got a, an awful lot of structure and knowledge that. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to host and, and so on. But yeah, there'll be a mobile Eventually. component. I think, you know, everything everything becomes mobile. And so yes. uh, we're not starting there, but we'll get there. Of course, of course. And um, for your, for the audience, what is there any kind of suggestion from your experience, you know, because you have such an amazing experience. Is there something that you could give them advice on if they're like, you know, working a job, they're looking to start a business, they're looking to, you know, have a side hustle or do something to provide better life for their family. Um, any recommendation on the journey of entrepreneurship? Well, you hit, you hit on the perfect word there, Shahid, which is which is journey. And so we use that metaphor. And the first step in the journey we call imagination. Yes, that, that is the, the yes, skill of the entrepreneur. Creation of everything. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to imagine the future that you think is possible. You can't predict the future, but imagine it. And then once you've got your imagination in place, 
The next step is design. Can I design something on paper, on the laptop, whatever it is that would make that work? And then can I take it to market? So entrepreneurs have imagination. Always trust your imagination. Always believe your imagination. And then act on your imagination. And that's the trick of getting started, I had a wonderful guest on my podcast a couple of weeks ago called Alan Branch, and he said he learned as a kid, his parents ran car washes, and they'd be running one car wash and then starting up another one. And he got to understand that they had two jobs, which was running their current business and starting a, a new business. And he said, the two jobs mentality really stuck with me. So he had a similar situation to me. He had a consulting business writing code. On the side, he was running a business building an app or uh, accounting. And so you got two jobs, right? You're running your yeah, current job and much. You're building a new thing. So you might have a job in a corporation right now, mm-hmm. but your second job is to take your imagination and start yeah. to uh, build that into a, into a real business. So the two jobs mentality is a good way to look at things. Yeah. And then sites like yours, for example, can help them in that journey as well. That's the goal. Yeah, very much. And the, the journey shouldn't be seen as linear in any fashion. It's recursive. Mm-hmm. So we're using a Google Maps kind of uh, model where you, know, you put pins in the, in the map. Here's my imagination. Here's my design. Here's my go-to-market. Boy, that didn't work. So you got to go back and, and maybe rethink your imagination or redo your business model or something like that. So Never think linear, never think static. It's always dynamic, always changing. It's always iterating. That's the best way to do it. Yes, it's always changing. That's so true. Um, We always like to ask on the show, what do you feel your inner superpower is that got you to this point? (laughs) Well, I'm using the superpower of Austrian economics. It's a a very unfortunate brand name because it it started in Vienna when Vienna was the center of the intellectual and cultural world in the late 1800s. But it's a body of knowledge that's been built up uh, over the years. And it's very unique. It's very different than mainstream economics that is about GDP and the nation and all that kind of stuff. It's about individual consumers and individual entrepreneurs, and it's the dynamics of that. So it's a wonderful body of knowledge, and that's that's the superpower. But everybody's superpower, Shahid, is knowledge. Everybody has mm. unique knowledge. So one of our famous dead economists is, is uh, Friedrich Hayek, but he developed this theory that you, know, you can't do central planning, you can't do economic policy, you can't have government doing anything in economics, because all the knowledge in the world belongs to individuals. It's highly dispersed. Everybody has a unique knowledge. And so what we're trying to do is coordinate that knowledge. The idea of buyers and sellers, well, I'm trying to coordinate the knowledge so that the the exchange can take place. But building a firm, I'm coordinating the knowledge of 100 people if I've got 100 employees and then all my Mm -hmm. suppliers and all of my agencies and so on. And so we truly, truly, truly value the individual, value the the knowledge that they have, and we're trying to find ways to coordinate that. So, So knowledge is the superpower. We have a particular brand of knowledge, but everybody's got knowledge. And bring it out of yourself, coordinate with others who have knowledge, and create something that is unique and different and dynamic. That's that's what we all have. So we're, because, we're all producers. Because we are we're creators, you know, we're yep. we're we're designed to create. If we don't create, we kind of disintegrate, right? Yep. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. And it, you know, people are, are historically have been discouraged from 
being creative, from thinking different thoughts. You, know, you have to fit into the organization or fit into the rules or clock in at eight and leave at four, whatever it yeah, might be. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're so right. The creativity and imagination and the individual Beautiful. thoughts of individual people, that's where the power is. Yeah, and we are we have those higher mental faculties. We just gotta mm-hmm. utilize them, right? And we have everything within. We just gotta make sure we're using it. Right. And now yeah. the power of technology is that oh, we can yeah. all collaborate with each other. We can share with people in in China and Australia and Argentina that we couldn't before. We can speed up that sharing of knowledge. We can get knowledge we didn't have before just by asking yeah. Google. And so the power of technology to help people today is, is yes. tremendous. It's unlimited. Tremendous. Incredible. So one last question I have for you is that your name, Hunter, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love that name. So is that from a specific country? Because you don't hear it. It's not that common, right? It was getting common today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Politics. But uh, I'm European. I was born in the UK. And uh, UK, it's a cool name. <laughs> it was originally... Uh, in my part of the country, the Northern Europeans came over, the, the Germans. So, Hunter in German Hunter, means yeah. somebody who hunts. And it, yeah. It yeah. So, it's a little bit more common in Europe than, than it is here. here. So, yeah. But it's been good to me. Everybody always says, hey, that's a cool name. So Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I want to really, really thank you for being on the show. I know the first time we had a little trouble, but it's good that we connected again. I'm very grateful that you came back on and all the knowledge that you shared. And, and I'm hoping that this information is going to provide, you know, help to people that are looking for help. Right. So if they, and you're creating that for them. So the people like you, we need more of them. So, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, good. Thank you. Just like you, Shahid, we think of entrepreneurs as heroes, the economic heroes, and uh, if we can help them, that'll be a good thing for, for them and for the economy, for the world, for and for everything. everybody. We, we love yeah. entrepreneurship. So true. Same here. Thanks again, and um, wish you best of luck, and God bless. Mm-hmm.